Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hours. Hey y'all, we're here. Hey everybody. We're doing techno today. Is oh, that techno? Okay. Sure. Oh. This is Bloody Happy Hour. I'm April. I'm Caroline. And this is Your Bloody Happy Hour. We drinking. We are having beverages. We are not sober. <laughs> I mean, we are. And we're not. Oh my gosh, I just noticed you had all these drinks. I just put a line of shots you just, out. I did not know what you're going to say after I put a I line. Because <laughs> did you know that my ex-husband overdosed on cocaine? So anytime I you say a line, that. that was. You have a little PTSD. A little PT kid. And but you were taken aback, right? It's like a bra moment. <laughs> bruh oh you want to know what that means well yeah can you um by the way this episode anytime w- okay my sister Catherine, who i went to vegas with yeah she introduced me to this youtube channel okay so it's whatever she's like obsessed with it so she kept making me watch all these videos and then of course i was like Okay, well, I'm always going to watch these videos now because they're really entertaining. So, anyways, they do this thing where they uh, have different slang terms that they introduce. And I know we talked about previously um, that maybe we should have a word. A drinking every, game? A drinking game. I live my I'm life turning it. Games. I'm turning it into a drinking game. So hey, we may be old, but we still act like we're 17. Yeah, kings of... Kings or uh, what? Did you ever play that game? Circle of King? Death. Circle of Death. Yes, Ashley Barrett. What's the bus one? Oh, sh- that's not her name anymore. Bus? I don't know the bus one. But basically, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna give a word, and anytime April or I use this word in the story, you have to drink. We all have to drink. Slash, we all have to drink, but you mainly it's you and this but they can drink anything they want like well yeah we would, yeah 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 you're a happy hour with us we would make you drink yeah alcohol yeah unless you're our designated driver then yeah. or pregnant we make you drink water yeah or i mean yeah I, or pregnant yeah. of course yeah so this this week's word i should do like this should be a thing like every week i'll do a word can we remember we'll, we'll see <laughs> never we'll see how that goes i definitely don't remember okay this one is bruh moment B R U H, bruh. Oh, okay. Like, what's just... up, bruh? So, bruh moment is uh, the. This is Urban Dictionary's 
Okay. Description. The pure awestruck experience by a ridiculously silly action that usually sparks a gasp or a bruh. Hence the name. Like, Billy just had a bruh moment as his friend Josh proceeds to do a backflip and then eat his own ass. I almost rolled You didn't pre-read this before. <laughs> Listen. But if it's like a, oh, <gasps> bruh. It's when you're shocked at something. Yeah, you're shocked. And some people must say, dude. Yeah, but no, this, you have this to say, bruh. bruh. The okay. most epic phrase. Okay. Used. So I'm, so bruh is the key word. Keyword. You have to drink every time you hear bruh. I'm going to take a picture and of I'm not, all the things that April set out as a little, I don't know what she's trying to do over here. She got Malibu, Jim Bean, Jose Cuervo, Jose Cuervo, and Jim Bean. And then I'm and drinking Grey Goose, Grey Goose and with Eddie. And we got all the things. And we got water. We got some chips. We got all <laughs> We're just capping, though. We don't drink all this. No. We want to tell you. So listen, here's my story. It is episode one of Ray K uh, of the Killer Ath- Athletes. I have an NFL football player today, oops, and oops, I oops, oops. just scooped myself. His name is Ray Carruth. Just in time for football season to yes. get started. Actually, we need to finish this because preseason starts right now. So today, yes, yeah, Cowboys. My nephew Isaiah is like, don't talk to me. Yeah, Cowboys I can't talk about. It. I got my fantasy football draft coming up. I'm fucking excited. I'm a dude. I might have a. Penis. You should have a penis. Think okay, so I'm gonna play something for you guys, <gasps> and it is a 911 call. So tune in really quick. Okay. 911. I've been shot. You've been shot. Where are you at, man? I'm eight months pregnant. I just happened. Uh-huh. I was following my baby daddy, Ray Carruth, football player. Where's he, he at? He was in the car in front of me, and he slowed down, and so my pulled up and said, I'm in business. And then I where'd he go? He just left. I think he did it. I don't know what to think of. Okay. All right. So that was, that phone call happened on November 16th, 1991. Sherika was the person who made the 911 calls, the voice that you heard. Her vehicle was ambushed in a drive-by shooting. Five bullets were shot into her car, and four of those five bullets hit her. At that time, she was eight months pregnant. Her mom, Sandra, actually referred to her as a fighter. And that's exactly what she did for the next 28 days. She fought and fought and fought for her life. She tried to stay alive. But she ultimately lost her life on December 14th. And this is still 99. So her son, though, that she was pregnant with, Chancellor Lee, um, lived. But mm. because of the trauma that he she had while she was pregnant... Um, He suffered severe brain damage, which would result in Chancellor being diagnosed with cerebral palsy, intellectual disabilities, and speech impairments. Did you know I have a sister with cerebral palsy? Do you really? Yes. It's pretty common. I mean, she died when I was like, uh, she was like 12, and I was like 8. You didn't know that? Mm -mm. She was born with it. Yeah, everybody is. I mean, oh. if you have it, you're born oh. with it. 
She was the firstborn. Okay. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. We'll have to talk about that. Okay. Okay. So my thing is, what led up to the night? Mm -hmm. To that night? Like, how did we get here? And then this is a podcast about Ray Carruth. Did he have anything to do with this? And if he did, what was the motive? Right? Those are like the questions. Because I started off with this 911 call, and I was like, what in the hell? So... Let me tell you a little bit about Ray, and let me tell you a little bit about Sherika. And this is great. I have to tell you how Sherika got her name. Because you know black folks, like we do a little extra like stuff La with the names. or? Well, yes, do something <laughs> a little extra with our names. So her mom, Chandra, which you'll grow to love her, she loved the singer Cher, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And then... So she was like, oh, I love the name Cher. I love the singer. I love the name. But I don't know if I want to name my kid. She was like pregnant young. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was she was excited to have a kid, to have um, her kid. She also liked the name Eureka, which was a popular vacuum back in the day. Oh. oh yeah, a yeah. vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she was like, oh, I like Eureka, but I don't want my kid to be named after, like, be associated with, like, dirt and, like, cleaning dirt. Exactly. So instead, she combined them. Oh, sure. So where did you even find that? Like, how did you okay. find that? Because that's good. It is. I love it. That I mean, that's great info. Some people. Let me just tell you, that is like such good info <laughs> that who would even ever know that? No. I don't well, know if it's in like Shonda that shit's told like in us. books. No. Which I ain't written no more books. No. No. So, no, I actually listened. Um, Scott Failer, who was a writer for the Charlotte Observer, he did this six-part series podcast on Ray Carruth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was so amazing. So if you like this story and want to hear more, but it had, like, interviews and everything with all these people. Yeah. So this was, like, she was going back and telling how her, how where Cher came about. So, so Sharika was born 1975 in Kings Mountain, South Carolina. She was off. Everybody described her as beautiful, loving, and determined. She was raised by her mom, Chandra, but she also had her grandparents because, remember, mom was real young. So she had three parents, and dad was in the picture kind of like in and out. She graduated high school, and she went to Winston-Salem State, and that's a college there in Carol- North Carolina or South Carolina, and then she worked in real estate, but she decided, like, college is not for me, so I'm going, like, I'm just going to work for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom said that sh- how, like, she says, Sherika was beautiful. Like, she was on the level of Beyonce and Halle Berry. Oh, and shit. if y'all go to our Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, look at her. She, I mean, she's be- she's beautiful. So her mom... Is not just bias. So let me tell you about Ray Lamar Theotis Wiggins. That was oh. his born name. He was born in 1975 in Sacramento, California. And he later changed his name to Ray Carruth because his stepdad's last name was Carruth and maybe adopted him or something. He wanted Ooh. like the family name. So he kind of grew up in the hood. There's a lot of crime around him. 
And um, as a result, like his mama was like, watch, like she already always had her finger out like this. Like she was just making, she didn't want him to get out of line. She didn't want him to get involved like in the street crime that was going on. And it worked because he didn't, like he was a good kid. Um, He did his school. He did, he like had his academics on point. He was a great athlete. He didn't engage in smoking, drinking or doing drugs. He just did what he was supposed to do. Like, he was a yeah. good kid. Like, ideal kid. Um, He was also, like, real focused and real determined. So he thought, you know, I'm going to work hard at this football thing because I want to be famous one day. So that's what he did. Like, he played football, and he played football good, and he earned a scholarship. But it was hard because he didn't pass the eyeball test. Oh, he didn't look good. He didn't look very athletic. He was, no, he looked very athletic. He was short. Like, you know, football team, like, they, he was 5'10", and when you got somebody that's bigger and taller, yeah. sometimes you get passed over. But this bruh was fast. Oh, take a drink. <laughs> take a drink. He was fast. So he got a scholarship to the University of Colorado in... Boulder. Have you ever been there? Um, maybe. I don't know. I've been skiing a few times, so. But you don't know if it's in Boulder. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think I have. That's where he went, and he ended up having an amazing college career. Oh. Like, football career. And it was so amazing that he got drafted into the NFL in 1997, and he signed a four-year deal. With the Carolina Panthers. With the Carolina Panthers. This is a $3.7 million contract. Like, these days, that's nothing. Yeah. But back then, like, that was a lot. Yeah. And he had a sign-on bonus. So never sign a contract and not make them sign. Give you a sign-on bonus. Because that's the only thing that's guaranteed. So he got $1.5 million, like, in the beginning, sign-on bonus. And then every game after that, he got $37,000. Some odd dollars. I wish I had that. I mean, I wish I was a wide receiver. I might try to be a wide receiver. You could. You're fast. You know what? You can hop. I you have long arms. Since I, since I cut my toes off, now that I've run learned faster. about how yeah. I could run faster, yeah. I was like, I think I should be should a just wide receiver. Out. And can't discriminate because like, I could be they, them like a situation. Uh-huh. So yeah. I could be like a man. They better not cut you out. No. Okay, so he's, like, living his best life right now. He's in the NFL, does all the things. Um, But, like most young people and most athletes, they are not – he's not very great with his money. Mm. He's, like – but he's given it to – like, he's given a lot to his family. Okay, so that's good, right? Yeah, But he's also, like, doing these investment deals that, like, don't – pan out so he's losing Mm, money on these like bullshit investments and then he's doing what a lot of athletes do and he's buying like 40,000 cars yeah (laughs) um and he's also paying child support ask me how much is he or is he he is for this kid oh how much three thousand dollars a month a month a month. So he he got his high school girlfriend so he pregnant. Ha- okay, so he has one kid? Yes. Okay. He has one kid that he had, like, before he even went to the NFL. Yeah. 
before he went to college. He had had her in high school, had this kid in high school. He wasn't really a part of this kid's life because he was focused. And so when (laughs) baby mama saw that deal, she was like, oh, we're going to court. Well, yeah. Run me my money. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. You get it, girl. And you know what? She should have because it costs a lot to raise a kid. Sure does. And guess what? I don't even have a kid, I know. It cost a lot, and daddy should be helping. Well, Ray did not like the fact that he had to pay child support. And so he fought the case and fought the case, but he ended up having to pay for it. Like, how are you going to get $1.5 million and not want to pay $3,000? For your children. Yeah, for your kid that you hadn't done anything for this whole time. No, no. I, I, I can soapbox about that. Go ahead. Daddies out there, if you're not with your baby mama... And you're not living with your kid and raising your kid? Pay that shit. That's like the least you can do. The least. The least. Clothes, food. It, it's going very and much a minimum. Them and doing shit. Like whatever you sport. Th- like whatever. Whatever gonna- you think that you're paying, it's probably a bare minimum. So get off the gas. Get bruh. Ah! <laughs> I'm a clap. Why am I the only one drinking? Because drink. I was clapping. I'm drinking. Okay. How you know they're not drinking? Drink, y'all. Whatever you're swallowing right now, take another drink. Oh, no. So, okay, so I'm I off my... So that. he's paying the child support. Um, and so right about now, he's just young. He's good looking. Like, if you look at his pictures, like, he's good looking. So he's young. He's good looking. Women love him. Um, and But he's still not doing a whole lot. And he still don't have a lot of friends. So Ray and Sharika end up a meeting at a pool party. They talked a little bit, and they kind of were a little bit in sync, and they got along. So they ended up leaving together. They hung out on and off afterwards, but they left together after that pool party. And Shonda Adams, Sharika's mom, said for some reason, she took Ray to her dad's house to meet her dad. Like, she just met Ray. She took Ray to her dad's house. And that's Mm -hmm. weird because... Or you think it's weird because daddies usually don't want to have anything to do with that right off the bat, you know? But I had to Mm. think, like, if I was at a pool party and I met Michael Irvin, you know what? Even if we're going to go do the dirty, let's stop by my daddy's house real quick. You know, let my daddy get your autograph. Let's take some pictures. So it might have been like a starstruck type thing. So they left and they met her daddy. Right. And then they kind of hit it off a little bit and hung out, you know, for a little bit afterwards. But he would always go dry because he had other women and Sherika just really liked him. But she wasn't she wasn't too thirsty. So when he was kind of like going dormant, she moved to Atlanta. And for some reason, that hot Atlanta, hot Atlanta. I know some people in hot Atlanta that pissed Ray off. (laughs) That pissed Ray off, and Ray was like, I need to be able to get a hold of you, because back then they only had beepers. (laughs) So Ray was like, take this cell phone, because I want to be able to get a hold of you. So Sherika, like, thought that was a big deal. It was a big deal to her family. Like, Ray Carruth bought her a cell phone. Oh, yeah. This NFL player. And so she had a little bit of hope that that relationship was going to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, it kind of went dormant again. And she got a job at a strip club. She was a dancer. Okay. And Mama Shonda 
like she's very Christian, and so she wasn't really happy about it because she was like back then, strip clubs were associated with prostitution. Okay. Okay. And so, but she was like, but I knew my daughter and I knew her character and I knew like this wasn't going to be it. Yeah. So they, um, her, and plus Sherka had a plan. She was like, Hey, guess what? I'm making this good money. Cause big ballers went in there and remember Sherka looks like Halle Berry and Beyonce yep. mixed together. Mm. So, you know, she's making some good money. So she was putting these big deposits in and she saved up enough money to buy like her condo. And so that's a pretty good deal. Like she's a little dedicated. Yeah, she is. She even took in this other stripper who had a son and her and her mom helped raise the son because the stripper was kind of young and like on drugs. She got this stripper sober. So like some good things came out of it. Yeah. So what happened is Ray ran into Sherka at the strip club and he was pissed again that she was dancing and that sparked up something else. And so um, by April, they were dating on and off again. And by April of 1999, Sherka was pregnant Mm -hmm. and she was elated Ray was excited. She was excited. Ray was not so much. Oh, he was real mad about it. Yes. He was not (sighs) happy. Well, I'm sorry, Ray, but it was kind of um, your Your fault. fault. (laughs) You had to put the P and the V and you you had to shoot the things and the thing. You knew what to do. You knew what you were supposed to do. I'm sorry. Um. So when she told Ray about this, Ray wasn't happy. And she learned that in 1997, right after he got drafted, he got a girl named Amber Turner pregnant. And, but he convinced Amber, like later on we'll know, that he threatened Amber to terminate the pregnancy. Oh, my god! And so that's what he was trying. That's you're what gonna, he, all these girls, you're going to have to just get over it. Have a bribe on it. Yeah. Oh. So he had to... He tried to get her to have a termination, and he didn't want. She didn't want to, but she didn't judge him for that past termination because she's, you know, been some, through some things in her life too, and she came to a point to where she needed to have, or she felt she needed to have a termination, and so she was like, "But I want this baby. Like, I'm ready to be a mom. I want my family. Like, I want a family." So she was excited. Ray wasn't. On Mother's Day, she took her mom out to dinner, and she told her the news of the pregnancy. And so Miss Shonda was shocked but excited. Sharika was excited. And Sharika's mothering maternal instincts started kicking in. She bought, like, um, these headphones, and she would play like baby Mozart and Beethoven for the baby because oh, supposedly it makes them for smarter. For the baby. For the baby. For the baby. And um, her and her mom hung out together every day after Mother's Day. They saw mm-hmm. each other every day. They just, they were already close okay. and they were even closer. So Ray, meanwhile, is like in the locker room. And he is hearing it from some of his teammates. Oh, you got a stripper pregnant. You know how guy like a locker oh. room talk. And it was getting to him. Um, but 
he was never really, really close to him to kind of really tell him everything that's going on. Oh, the his teammates? Yeah. He he did not have like friends. Or friends that we would think he would be friends with. He actually had three friends, but these friends had a record, bad record. He had three friends that had records. One of them's name was Michael Kennedy. We need to remember his name. Okay. He was 23 years old, and he made his money selling crack and cocaine. Oh, that's promising. He met Michael at a car accessory shop. Because remember, he had all these cars, and he put rims on it and do all these things. So Michael admired his car. They yeah. That's how he met each other. Well, Michael home. Kennedy was with Abraham, Stanley Abraham, and they rapped together. Like wrapped as in wrapped records or like wrapped cars? Wrapped, like they wrapped, singing, wrapped records. Yeah. And so they had like these, um, they had a little career that they want, that they thought maybe eventually Ray would like fund them, like their career, give them like a lift off to their career. Mm -hmm. And then he had another friend named Van Brett Watkins. Ooh, I know about that. Yeah. Van Brett like was a manager at a strip club, but he was also a hitman. Mm. So I'm going to refer mm. to him as Hitman Watkins because okay. we're going to hear a lot from him. So Brett had already did some time, and he was coming out of jail, and he needed some money. So in the beginning, he started doing odd jobs for Ray, and. So he would, like, go to his house. He would wash and detail his cars. Ray would pay him. And that's where kind of their friendship was for a minute. Mm-hmm. Then Ray called up Watkins, and he says, hey, can you come to a U-Haul parking lot and meet me? That Lord. right there sounds sketchy. If you called me and you were like, can you meet me at a U-Haul parking lot? I'd be like, No, and I'm calling the police. How much would it take to beat up a girl and have her abort her baby? Unquote. So obviously he wanted Hitman Brett to like beat up his, beat up Sherika and make her miscarry. And Hitman Watkins says, wait, I don't beat up girls. I kill people. So Ray was like, oh, okay, well, how much do you charge? So by the end of the conversation, they agreed on $6,000. I mean, that is no money for a life. I and for sure hope I would be worth more than $6,000. $6,000. And so they agreed on half now. Can you at least make it an even number like 10? I don't. I mean, I don't 6, know. This is real terrible anyways. Yeah. But but the whole, yeah. But still, t- like, no. So $3,000 now and $3,000 when it's done. So they went to the ATM, but he was only able to get $300 out. And so that was like the deposit of the deposit. So Brett Watkins said, Hitman Watkins said that he started stalking Sherika from that moment on. He found out where she worked, what car she drove, where she lived, where she parked. Like he was, he took it, I guess, like as a, he was doing his job as a hitman. Right. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. listen, months went by. Like he hesitated. He thought he had the job planned, but he didn't know how to have the getaway part planned. Yeah. So he wasn't a very good hitman. No. His plan wasn't fully developed, so he never executed it. And so yeah. five months go by. So Sherika's getting bigger, and she's getting more excited, and she's. 
being a nanny and she's talking about all these things. And I'm sure she's asking Ray, you know, just wondering like what's going to go on with them. Cause she had so much hope that maybe she, they would have a family. Well, Ray grew impatient. And during these five months, he called Hitman a 150 times. And on these phone calls, he was trying to, on these phone calls, he was trying to set up scenarios of when Watkins can come and kill her. So he was like, she has Lamas class on this day to this day. You can do it then. Or I can take her out to eat and we can park by a dumpster and you can kill her oh. then. And like, he was like, or it can be this, or it can be this, or it can be this. Cause he just wanted it to happen, but Brett never did it. So he was growing more and more and more aggravated. And what is crazy is Sherika, some just started journaling and writing in her diary and she's very detailed. Mm-hmm. So they were a, her mama was DTF. Oh, because she finds find down to find because she, she like cross referenced the the journal and what like the testimonies were and like they all like linked up. So Sherika wrote in her journal, Ray took me out to eat and for some reason he went in the restaurant and left me in the car for so long parked by this dumpster well he was waiting on Watkins to come and kill her but never did never did so by November according to her diary she was so excited and according to her mom she was so excited because she and Ray were gonna actually have a real date oh oh I thought you were gonna say a baby no (laughs) A real date. And I guess Ray had been act, trying to get closer. Mm. Trying. Mm. Trying yeah. to get closer. So he called her up and said, we're going to go on a date. We're going to go to the movies. And we're going to see one of my favorites. Oh, no. Bone Collector. <laughs> with Denzel Washington <laughs> and Angelina Jolie. Mm. <laughs> Little did Cher Cano with this date night that she was looking forward to would turn into so ray and sherika have a date it's november 16th and remember i told you she sees her mom every day every day she has seen her mom every day since mother's day okay and but her mom said that she didn't see her on this day because sherika was so excited about this date she wanted to everything to be perfect. She needed to get her clothes, her shoes, get her hair done, because they were going on an actual date. And Sherika's mind raced trying to do right. Yeah. Little does she know. <sighs> so she shows up at Ray's house, and she's immediately discouraged. Aww. Because Ray um, says, like, has a house full of people. And then he's on the phone the whole time in another room. So she called her mom up and she was like, Mom, I just wasted my time. I don't know why I'm here. He's not even ready to go. He's on the phone with some, you know, in there on the phone is probably talking to another girl. So Mama Shonda was like, hey, don't worry about it. Get out. Like, we don't, don't. Don't play that. Don't be burnt. Yeah. Like, don't be back. You got to go to work anyway. So just leave. Well, right when that was, mom was telling her that, Ray comes in and says, okay, we're ready. Let's go. We're going to go. We're going to go. So Sherika goes because she has so much hope, right? So they go and they watch the movie. While they're at the movie, 
Ray's three friends, Kennedy, Abraham, and Hitman Watkins, are all it. Well, let me back up. Okay. When she's getting ready for the date, Ray is getting ready for what's going to happen after the date. Oh. So he calls over Kennedy, and he asks Kennedy for a gun. Mm-hmm. He gives Kennedy money. Kennedy says, bet, I'll go get you a gun. He says, can we also, can my friend use your car? Talking about Hitman Watkins. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll bring this one. It is inconspicuous. It's a gold Maxima. And then Abraham is like, he has no idea what's going on. He's the innocent one in this. He's just mm. like going with his friend to an NFL player's house. So he's like doing a tour. He's starstruck. He's like Snapchatting. I mean, it's 99, so it's not Snapchatting, but I mean, he's calling are, everybody. Like he's. People are Snapchatting, so. And 99, and, and 99? There's no damn Snapchatting. Oh, 1999. Oh, I thought you were saying like he was Snapchatting. He was, this. but this was 1999. Like oh, he was the, touring the, version, the NFL players' the version house. of Snapchatting back then. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, I, oh, I see. What we would be doing now would be like Snapchatting or like doing our stories. Yeah, like he yeah. was doing that because he was starstruck. So he heard none of this conversation about the plan for tonight. Yeah. So plan was made. Kennedy was going to buy the gun. He was going to drive the car. Hitman was going to do the shooting. And Abraham was just like in the middle, just hanging out in his head. So they go to the movies and they watch the movie. Meanwhile, the three amigos, Mm -hmm. Kennedy, Hitman, and whatever his name is, Abraham, Abraham, they're riding around and they're listening to the music and they're just kind of getting ready, like getting ready for the cue. They stop at a store, and Hitman goes in and gets some beer, and Kennedy tells his best friend Abraham, we're about to do a job that Ray paid Hitman to do. He, we're going to kill his baby's mama because he don't want to have to pay child support for this kid. I mean, She's what pregnant. a great reason. It is so ridiculous. What a great reason. Like, I just, I, I can't even. No. I can't even. I feel like, okay, can you sign over your rights? No. Like, is there other ways out of it? No, there's no other way. There's no other Pay way. Pay it. You're a millionaire. Can't but, you know, it. at can't this time, it. yeah, he can't because his, his money's going down and his career isn't that great. Like, he keeps getting injured. He's not getting playing time. He's not getting stats. So he don't even know if he's going to be able to, like, keep getting re-signed. So he's panicking. Plus, he was pissed off still about paying the other child support money. So he's showing going to pay some new child support well, money. maybe you should do something about it. Well, he did. Like, use a condom. Yes. That would be the logical thing. So Abraham is pissed because Kennedy, he's like, why in the hell did you bring me in on this? Why am I here? Mm -hmm. I want to get out. But he couldn't panic because Hitman's this big ass guy and he would be retaliated against like if he just like left and fled. So he just sat in the back in the front seat, just quiet. Ray called Hitman when they left the movies. Mm hmm. And he said, we, I'm about to go with her to her house and I'm going to be in my white expedition. She's going to be in her black BMW. 
find us on Ray Road. And this is when it needs to go down. (gasps) So that's what happened. He told Sherika that, because Sherika calls her mama for everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's on her way home, and she's like, yeah, he's going to stay, you know, because he's got an appointment, and my house is closer, so he's just going to come back to my house, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then Ray's in the front, Sherika's second, and Ray says, and Ray stops. Like, they go over this hill, and he just stops in the middle of the road. So Cher's behind, Sherika's behind her, him, and so she stops too. And then here comes the gold Nissan Maxima. So she's kind of trapped. He comes around and five bullets enter Sherika's car. Four of those five hits Sherika. Oh my God. And she's eight months pregnant. She's eight months pregnant. According to Watkins, he rolled down the window to make sure he was dead. And he said he heard her gurgling on her own mm. blood. And he looked up at where Ray was in the car, and Ray was smiling, relieved that it was done. This is Watkins' testimony. Oh, my gosh. Crazy is as crazy does. The Life of a Serial Killer by John H. Mudgett is a tensely clever first-person psychological thriller that deep dives into the world of an experienced serial killer. The ebook is available for purchase via Amazon and is free for Kindle Unlimited readers. It is a graphic tale, as the cover suggests. The fictional protagonist, John Goodman, is an amalgam of human predation and darkness, carefully stitched from the ragged shreds of multiple serial killers and mass murderers' lives. But though he is fictional, the circumstances of Goodman's dark life are firmly rooted in historical characters and events. Crazy Is As Crazy Does begins in 1955 and follows John as he evolves from a timid and disorganized criminal into a powerful mastermind of deception and intimidation. The story takes readers on a journey through a 75-year-old killer's life, ending shortly after the capture of the Golden State Killer in 2018. But like all unreliable narrators, readers are forced to grapple with an important question. Can they accurately separate fact from Goodman's twisted fiction? Readers quickly discover that a real horror unfolding is twofold. The murderous activities described by Goodman himself and the twisted transformations of those around him culminating in a shocking high-stakes ending. Little, and so once... Did he know that she found a phone? Watkins knew, thought, like just knew she was dead. So they all sped off. Little did she know, did they know... She, Sherika was a fighter. I'm going to play this call one more time because now it makes more sense in the contents. 
shot four times, but she was still with it enough. Was she actually shot? Like, did it hit? They, they all hit her. Four all out of shots? five. Four out of five hit her. Oh my gosh! And then she had she a I mean. had the cell phone that Ray bought her. Remember when oh she moved to Hotlanta? So she used the cell phone that he gave her, call 911, but she was with it enough to say all these things. Yeah. I was yeah. like, my baby's daddy. I was following him. And so this this phone call was actually 12 minutes long. And so you can go and you can find the full phone call if you wanted to. But she basically implicates Ray Carruth multiple times in there. Mm-hmm. And she's describing repeatedly where she is like on this road so that police can find her. And there's one point in the phone call where the 911 caller was like, what is that noise? And she says, that's me. I'm honking my horn. I'm trying to bring attention to myself. So can you imagine being shot four times with it enough to call 911 and say who possibly could have shot you and then like be alert enough Uh -uh. to honk the horn and like tell all these things so um when the police found her they found her because she was honking her horn and bringing attention to herself she was rushed to the hospital and of course she had to have emergency surgery an emergency c-section and they removed the bullets (sighs) meanwhile shonda got a call mama shonda that her daughter was in the hospital in the emergency room had to have surgery so she panicked can you imagine i mean just getting that phone call in the middle of the night. So she panicked, Mm. went to the hospital, and immediately she was like, I need to call Ray. He probably doesn't know. I need to call Ray and tell him what happened. So she did. And Ray had no genuine reaction. And then he took forever to get up there. Then when he did, he showed up with an entourage and another girlfriend. Uh, Come on, bruh. Come on, bruh. Bruh, take a drink. What a bruh moment. When he was up there, he wasn't really excited to learn that Sherika was still alive. Mm. Because, I mean, what was the job? Mm, To kill a bitch. Kill her. Yep. And the baby. Yep. He don't want to pay no child support. No. So basically the hitman he hired failed because Sherika was still after alive. After five shots. After five shots. Oh Worst my. hitman ever, ever. Ever. Ever, ever. So plus Sherika was a fighter. So there was, um, okay, so when he was up there, he actually learned that the baby Chancellor was alive. Mm-hmm. Chancellor was a name that Cher could picked out because she watched these um, soap operas growing up, and one of her favorite characters, Off Young and the Restless, oh, his I name was Chancellor. Yes, yes. I <laughs> literally, Stephanie, Stephanie, you better be listening because we love some Y&R. Young and the, we love us a YNR. So I guess she watched Young and the Restless and All My Children. I watched All My Children. And so it was either Chandler after Adam Chandler or mm-hmm. Chancellor after Chase Chancellor. And they went with Chancellor. So he wasn't happy to find mm. out that Chancellor was still alive. I'm but sorry, he did. Shonda was like, 
here's the baby. So that he went to the NICU and he visited <gasps> baby Chancellor. And that was the last time that he ever saw him. So here's the crazy part. This is how we know Sherika was a fighter. After the surgery, like she lived through the surgery. And she was Do you alert. know where she was shot? Like where on her body? Like I know. I just saw like in the hip. Yeah. Um, Like it was the lower half. Like it wasn't like, yeah. I don't know. I, I just remember I know, one I in the hip. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, like, yeah. It was life-threatening, so bad that they had to have that emergency C-section. So, But when she woke up, she was alert enough to be able to write. So the police came in, and they were able to answer her questions, and she got to write down her answers. And so one of the answers, questions that they ask is, where was Ray? What would Ray do when this happened? She said, he was in front of me, and he stopped his car. And then they started shooting after me, uh, shooting. And they said, do you think Ray had something to do with this? And she put a question mark this time. Um, And so she was alert long enough, semi-alert long enough to help the police. But she went into a coma. (sighs) And by this time, she was just existing. She wasn't living. And... Her mom made the decision to take her off the machines, but not before she got to hold baby Chancellor. So they took Chancellor, and I think this might have been when she was a little bit more alert, put her Chancellor on her chest and, like, wrapped him up. And she said a tear dripped down. Listen, I cried on this podcast at least 17 times. A tear dripped down. Share because, um, because she wanted to make sure her kid was alive. Like that's why she fought. She didn't fight for as uh, she was fighting for her kid to be able oh. to be delivered safely. So on December fourteenth, she was pronounced dead. Mm. So Wait, how many days after? Twenty eight days. Oh, wow. So she fought for twenty eight days. So during the time that like. The Adams Sherika's family was at the hospital. What was Ray doing? You think? Um, he was probably going finding his other side piece. He, well, I mean, yes, mm-hmm. and he was panicking, and he was calling and blowing up the hitman's phone, and he was like, "Say, bruh, ah, bruh, moment, I hired you to do a job." And oh, you are 0 for pissed. 2. He's pissed. You are 0 for 2. Yes. And, hey, I'd never hire a hitman, but if I did, like, I'm going to want him to complete his job. I mean. So, uh, Ray is an asshole. And so, he's pissed. And he's panicking. And they just go off the 911 call and Sherika's, like, written statement that she could do, and they triangulate the cell phone. Cell phones are new right here. Like, this is, this is my senior year, 1999. I, I didn't have one then. Oh, my gosh. Um, but they know t- how to triangulate it, and they put Ray right there at the crime scene. So he's arrested mm-hmm. for, I think, attempted murder. He's the conspiracy first. Conspiracy to commit murder. Conspiracy to commit. Uh, the first arrest? No, yeah. That's cons- what he got. Ultimately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ultimately. So, but the first charge, I don't think it was like murder because nobody was dead yet. 
Oh, so it was like yeah, yeah. attempted murder. Yeah, yeah. But did he get it or did the 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 they hitman? All, they all got they all they eventually all got, got put in jail. So he had a three million dollar bond, and so he posted bonds. Oh. I mean, he had a good bail bondsman, and so you but he paid, had to post a lot of money. Ten percent of that, which I don't like, three hundred thousand. So I don't know what that is. Um, but math statements. <laughs> so <laughs> Taxes, he um, words, post like he spent eleven days in jail, right? Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he posted bond, but there was a contingency like thing that he had to write that if Chancellor or Sheriff had died. He'd have to turn himself in because now it's a murder case. Oh, so that yeah. first initial was like attempted murder, I think is what it was. And so he's the first NFL athlete to ever have this charge because remember OJ didn't. Uh, he got it. If the glove doesn't <laughs> fit, then you must, you must quit. Ray fled because he panicked. He was supposed to turn himself in, but instead he was like, oh, hell no. So there was a manhunt. And um, what he didn't know is that his friend, Kennedy, was already at the station and he was telling everything. Like he was singing like a canary. Mm-hmm. They found Watkins, Hitman Watkins, at a hotel. Um, cause he ordered pizza at two in the morning. They were like, wait, what's this dude being up at two in the morning? Yeah, he's hungry. Caught him. He came in peacefully to the station. Now Hitman is talking. Cause he's like, they are not going to put this all on me. It's not just me. Mm-hmm. He's like big and bad and like tough. So he sang like a canary. Um, and so what was crazy is the police said Kennedy's and Hitman's story Linked up perfectly. What? But Ray's mm, was little some sus, little, little different. Sus, what would he say when they got him? But he's still like he's gone. So there's a manhunt. He panicked. He takes off and he tells his friend named Whitney Cole that who's about to move to California because she's going to go to beauty school. And he was like, "Take me with you. Take me with you. Take me with you." But he was. And um, so she said, okay, well, uh, let's go. So he crawled his ass into the trunk of her Toyota Camry. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) Of course, it's in a Toyota Camry. (laughs) Crawled his ass in the trunk of her Toyota Camry with cash, Gatorade, protein bars, his cell phone, and a bunch of clothes. Like, he didn't even pack a suitcase. He just, like, threw a bunch he threw of clothes shit in there. In. He's like, priority. She drove straight f- for, like, 500 miles. So, she was, like... Uh, she thought she was being a friend. Wh- how? Like, she was like, oh. Bitch, that's Aiden in the bed. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> she's like, oh, why? I mean, he obviously he's getting her drunk. Yeah. So... Clearly, you're. It's a little sus. Yeah, and it took her five hundred miles to realize. If I had somebody like, "How can I get in your trunk so I can drive (laughs) them?" Because I just so we could drive across states. Yeah, I'm like, um, I don't. Excuse me, what? (laughs) Squeeze me. Excuse me, no, I'm gonna go. So 
They drive about 500 miles, and she couldn't take it anymore, so they pulled over into a Best Western in Tennessee. She went into the room, and she and Ray did not even get out and go into the room with them. Like he, he stayed, stayed his in ass trunk? in the trunk. He was peeing in empty bottles. Oh yeah, that's what. <laughs> I read. Um, First but of all, Cole, I would literally die of him. That's suffocate. Like number one fear. What's your scariest fear? Mine um, is to be in a small. Like I'm claustrophobic. Oh, claustrophobic. Yeah, me too. AF. I'd flip out. That flip out. Would you rather drown or be claustrophobic? I'd rather be burned or, up than any of them. You would rather be burnt on than a drowned stake? or like kept in a small burnt box. Burnt on a stake? I don't give a shit. Just don't put me in a small box and don't drown me. I I was stuck in an elevator one time. And you flipped out. No, but it was real bad. I felt like I couldn't <laughs> breathe. <laughs> but anyway, I just had to tell you that because it's real bad. So Cole while she's sitting in the room, she's feeling a little guilty and she's kind of panicking and she's like, you know, I love him, but, or like, he's my friend, but I'm not about aiding and abetting. So she called Ray's mama and Ray's mama was like, okay, I'm glad he's safe. Tell me where you are. She calls the bondsman because they want their money. So she says he's here. She thought if she called the police that Ray could get killed, right? Because he's on a manhunt. He's a murderer. Like, they may shoot first, ask questions later. So she called the bondsman, and then the bondsman called the police. So the police ended up showing up anyways. Let me tell you, Steve Harvey, (gasps) amazing comedian. I love Steve Harvey. Ray Carruth was the butt of many jokes. Like, he got his ass high-sided on for how he thought he was fleeing the police. And so at the end of this, I'm going to play this so just stay tuned for that but he hopped his ass in the damn truck maybe that's only for the patreon (laughs) (laughs) so they called okay so police came and they found cole and they finally got out of cole where ray was so they went to the trunk and they were like ray's maybe in the position to where he can kill himself we need to talk him through or he may have a weapon. So he's either going to kill himself or maybe he can shoot at us. So he got cops all around the trunk. He had somebody get under the car and pop the trunk because this is 99. Like there's not a clicker where you push the clicker and it pops up. You got to put your key in there and like twist it open for but the But is trunk. that how cars are? Or do cars have the pop? I mean, I have this that is TV. 1999. Yeah. Know. So now you just press a button clicker and it opens up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can open it up from the inside, but not back then. Like it, they had to actually like put a key yeah. in, turn yeah. it and open it up. So they're talking to him and they're telling him we're here. We got our guns. Come soon as we pop the trunk, put your hands up. Well, raise a little bit of chicken shit. And so <laughs> as soon as it like opened like a, a inch, his hands like popped right out of there because he knew he could probably get shot. Like if he didn't, oh hands popped out. When they opened up the trunk, his pants were <gasps> down around his ankles. He had bottles of urine, bottles of like Gatorade, the protein, cash on them, all these clothes. He um, had been in the car for hours. It was like 23 hours or something like that. 
Can you imagine just being in the no. tub that long? No, no, and no. So did he like pee on himself? Or like he, he peed, peed in, in a the... bottle. He just oh. had his pants down from when he peed. He just peed in a bottle, close it, and then throw it next to him. I can't. Did but like she stopped. Like he could have gotten out. At, he didn't want to. He was he scared. He didn't want to. Yeah, he didn't he, want but, to. But like she was driving, and he could have like. I'm sure they, like, took a break or something. No. He was scared. Oh, they might have took a break. She might have stopped and peed, but he didn't get out. He peed he was in his bottles like, in his trunk. So. Um, Did he have CTE? He has a head injury. Well, he ain't dead, so we don't know. I know. He's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So, okay. Well, so, um, he was curled up in the fetal position, and they found good. him that way. He was very compliant when they got him out. I bet he was. He was compliant. They pulled his pants up for him. <laughs> they arrested him. Dumbass. And he was very, like, eloquent and very respectful. And he went with them very compliantly. They let him call his mom and tell his mom that he's safe. They let him, they, like, bought him a chicken sandwich. They wanted him to talk. So they were just kind of oh, like. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and here's the thing, like, respect should get respect. Like he was very compliant and respectful. So they were doing the same thing. And so, um, he was hungry. He got what he wanted. Three days after he was caught, Sherka had her funeral and (gasps) it was humongous. There was over a thousand people there. So imagine at the age of 42, I'm 40 (gasps) and I'm about to, I'm 40. My My kid is about to be 20 and I could still like drowned him because I don't have the nerves. Right. She's now having to raise a baby with special needs. His, who is? Mama, Shonda. Sherika's mama. Yeah, 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 Shonda, Mama Shonda. So at age 42, she's raising the baby that lives. You know, my mom had my younger sister at 42. Oh, usually when you're older like that, like there's better chances for disability. Well, she is the smartest one of all of us. <laughs> she, they need to have a Discovery Channel. Well, Catherine <laughs> needs to be on the Discovery Channel because she's real smart and she's like all the things. And oh my she goodness! She teaches me all kinds of stuff. I thought you were the one that was born at forty-two, so I thought maybe. Oh, oh that's that's why. what explains it. No, I was born at a normal age. I'm just special. What is crazy is like Miss. Shonda, Sherika's mom, was so very grateful and blessed, like, to raise Chancellor for her daughter. Takes a special person. It does. So, okay. My sister who had cerebral palsy, she was no, she was in a rest home the whole time. She oh, was, she couldn't talk. Yeah. Could this, could, well, He has speech, yeah, he can, he can speak. No, she was bedridden. Mm-hmm. She was bedridden. She was, like, fed through her belly button. She, like, was yeah. MR. Like, yeah. completely, like. Yeah. Now it's know. ID. We say intellectual disability instead of oh. mental retardation. But once yeah. apprehended, Ray is telling his story. Yeah. His story, he says he was there on the crime scene, but he had no idea what was going to happen that Watkins and Kennedy were pissed at him because he was supposed to fund this big drug deal, and he backed out. So they shot Sherika in retaliation for him reneging on them, basically. Oh, no. Um, it's a believable story. Yeah. And um, 
so it was retaliation and revenge and that he fled because he was scared and he thought if he stayed, he would be next. But motherfucker, bruh, why didn't you <laughs> call 911 as you were fleeing? Why was there only one 911 call and that was Sherka? Mm -hmm. If he was so scared. So this was his defensive attorney's story, and they tried to create reasonable doubt with this. Um, but the like it just it didn't work. Um by this time, finally, the Carolina Panthers cut his ass off. What I love is they were loyal through like he had been in jail he had the charges like they didn't cut ties like immediately they were gonna like let him have his day in court but when he like fled made him look guilty so they like canceled his contract cut him off no longer associated with mm -hmm. ray caruth um so and watkins made a plea deal huh. and they were gonna tell testify of what happened and they were could only get second degree murder, because this is like a death penalty case. They were saving yeah. their ass, and they were telling the truth. Ray was like, "I'm gonna have my day in court. I'm pleading not guilty." So, um, while this trial was going on, when it started, Ray was worth like three hundred sixty four thousand mm -hmm. dollars. By the end. He was declared indigent, like poor, basically homeless, because it ran through all his money. He oh, only had like shit. a couple thousand dollars left, left, and so he couldn't even fund his lawyers anymore. Oh, no. They picked a jury. The jury was made up of seven men, five women. Nine of them were white, and three of them were black. But there were no black men. So every time, you know, you know, like the jury pool, like one side can like, take off the other side, like if they think it's going to be not yeah. fair. So there are no black, black men, but it was a very fair jury. They played that 911 call, like first thing, opening statements, 911 yep. call, the 12-minute long should. one. Then they showed pictures of her drawings that she did, like her answers that she wrote down in the responses. And um, by the end of that call, the jury was in tears. Oh but gosh. they still had a long road. Like, you still have to hear the whole case. That was just, like, the beginning. So Kennedy took the stand first, and he told it all. He told, said Bray told him exactly what he wanted to do, what his motive was. Watkins took the stand, and he was real scary, but he told it all. And then even Amber Turner, which is the girl that he made had an abortion, Mm -hmm. like his when he first signed on to the NFL she took the stand and she said that she was pressured to terminate the pregnancy and that Ray told her quote unquote you better get it done or I'll have someone kill you you know I will you can't have that baby <gasps> so this has been in his heart for a long time why is he so obsessed with having his pregnant wives babies killed He's just so selfish. He don't want to pay anybody any money on a kid that he made. Mm. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he is. So court was going on. His teammates in the locker room could, like, barely practice right. They were watching court TV in the locker room. And when they took the stands, um, 
And he had a couple people, like, still on his side. Like, his old high school football coach came and testified. His former teammates came and testified on his behalf because all they know is Ray's a decent guy. Like, he's a loner. He don't engage in these horrible things. We couldn't see. Like, they didn't see that in him. It's always the quiet ones, y'all. Always the quiet ones. They were just like, I can't, I can't see it. Um, ultimately, of course, that didn't work. And so after a lot of de- deliberation, the jury could not agree on convicting him of first-degree murder. He was not guilty on first-degree murder. Even though, <laughs> even though this was like a premeditated thing. But he was guilty on three other charges, and that was discharging a firearm into occupied property, using an estimate with intent to destroy an unborn child, and conspiracy to To commit commit murder. murder. So those were the three charges. Basically, he was the mastermind behind the killing, Mm -hmm. but the jury wasn't okay with saying that he was the killer. Because if he got first degree murder, he could get the death penalty. And you had people in the jury that mm-hmm. were like, I'm Did not it, uncomfortable uh, with that. I'm not comfortable with that. Like Shotgun Watkins get the... Hitman? Hitman Watkins mm-hmm. get, the, uh, get the big sentence. He got the biggest sentence, but nobody got death because they did that plea deal to yeah. get second degree murder. Yeah. <coughs> so Watkins took a second degree murder plea deal and yeah. was eligible in twenty forty six. Okay, yes. go ahead. So his family right now are tr- like they're interviewing like the verdict was kind of red, right? Um and they interviewed the family and the family was like my family member Ray is basically being punished harshly for the sins of O.J. Simpson. Oh, so they hell. took it all the, the way back to <laughs> yes. quit. So they were thinking the jury, That's the media, bullshit. everybody was like, O.J. did it. He got away with it. You better not let his ass, this guy, get away hell. with it. Ain't so they, nothing was the same. He was sentenced to um, 19 years in prison. And, you know, there's the whole conviction part, and then there's the sentencing trial. So at the sentencing trial, Ms. Mm-hmm. Shonda, the mama, she testified at that part of the hearing. And it's just amazing because she had so much grace and so much forgiveness. After the verdict was read, she got all the lawyers, and she got Sherika's family and some of the friends, and they all joined hands, and they prayed for the lawyers Chancellor, Hitman Watkins, and Ray Carruth and Michael Kennedy. Like, that's how much forgiveness she had in her heart. Like, she wasn't holding anything against Mm -hmm. them. Even though Sherika was her only child, and she didn't let, she just didn't let that anger and, like, her sadness Mm -hmm. overcome her. So, Brett Watkins was charged with second-degree murder, sentenced to a maximum of 50 years. She, he won't get out of jail till he's minimum 85 years old. Michael Kennedy was charged in second-degree murder, and he was sentenced to 10 years, and he got out in 2011, and he still lives, like, in that Charlotte area. So, he didn't go far. He came back home. Stanley Abraham, which was the innocent one, 
he pleaded guilty. This is what I think is kind of sad. He pleaded guilty to accessory after the fact. And he went to jail, but he was out, like, by the next year. So he only did, like, a year. But he was the innocent one, and everybody knew he was the innocent oh. one. Like, he didn't know anything that was going on until it was about to happen. So maybe they expected him to, like, run and flee. I don't know. But mm. he, he got a charge. And that's still on his record, so it still ruined his life. Ray got out in October 2018. He spent 19 years in prison, and he moved to Pennsylvania – with a friend, probably a girl, probably a girl that like wrote him the whole time that he was in prison. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't go out much. He doesn't see people. He was already a loner. So this mm-hmm. just helped him even more. He works from home on his laptop. What does he even do? I don't know. Works from home on his laptop. Probably like medical I'm building. A <laughs> I'm a tweet him. So his last quote in the Observer was, he's a changed man. Mm-hmm. And he has hopes and dreams like everyone else in his case. But he has one t- particular hope for his future. And his only desire is for true forgiveness and a genuine opportunity to be part of his son's life. Oh, that's what I was just about to ask. Does he even see his son? Does well, his son even want to see him? What's the situation? Well, his son, his all his son, you know, intellectually disabled. Like, he knows his dad was, like, this great football player. Like, Shonda never bad-mouthed him and even showed him, like, clips of his dad. So that's all his son knows. Um, Ada, so in 2019, Miss Adams, like the mama, mm-hmm. got a check for several thousands of dollars. No note. No return address. They investigated and they found out it was from Ray. This was his way of maybe trying to, I don't know, like How did he even get the give the olive branch that? or something. Well, he's been working. Oh. He he had been working. He had been out about a year. He lives like a low, you know, like a. He don't do a lot. And don't you have money? You make money when you're in prison. I guess. When they get out, they live know. with the check. It's so crazy in prison. Like, you get all the... But didn't he, like, get in, like, fi- a couple of fights in prison? I don't, I don't know. know. At least that's what I heard on I don't know. the podcast. But it wasn't a big deal. It was like he got a couple of fights here and there. But yeah. it was like at least he's beating up men and not women. Yeah. So yeah. Like that was a good thing. So... Shonda's response to the letter is, to me, it spoke volumes. I'm truly grateful, and if he never sends another dime to his son, it means that his heart is changing. (gasps) And she has forgiven him. Her quote is, and other people can probably listen to this quote, you can't hold on to past hurt and regret and unforgiveness. You have to let it go. Only love promotes peace. I love this lady. If she had a church, I would go to it. Only love promotes peace. So what does that say about what I need to do about my ex? <laughs> let it go. I, I've let, let it go. go. I've le- it's gone. Let it go. Except I still do get mail addressed to him. I don't know what you do about that. I open that shit. And I read it. <laughs> oh, there's a felony. You're going to jail. Yep, she gone. <laughs> okay, so, so chance right it? now. No. Chancellor right now still lives with his mama. I mean, his G-ma. She's the primary caregiver. And, and she this, embraces her name. I have the cutest name. picture. Have you seen this picture? It's the cutest. Yeah, I saw them all. We need a poster. Oh, I know. He looks just like his daddy. She says she embraces her name, G-mom. 
And instead of pitying herself, she feels so blessed to be able to raise Sherika's son and still have a piece of a part of her daughter. She said that Sherika was so determined. She was determined not to die. She wanted to get to the hospital and deliver her son. Chancellor has that same fight and determination in him. He has a strong spirit about himself, and um, she knows that's attributed to Sherika, but also to Ray Carruth. She said, you can't get into the NFL being mediocre. And that determination of not being mediocre is also in Chancellor. So he's got his determination, he's got his athletic ability, and um, day-to-day tasks that we take for, for granted, like it's very hard for Chancellor. But he gets it done with that drive and that tenacity. And as of on June 2021, so just last month, Two months ago, wow. he walked across the stage. <gasps> he just started walking at 16 <gasps> with physical therapy oh. independently, and he got his high school diploma. I know, Aww. kids with special needs. It just, this took this story to a whole nother level for me. So he's a high school graduate. Aww. And they're living their best life. Like, this podcast that I listened to, it went like through him getting like all these physical therapies and stuff, and he's getting the best of the best of all the services, horse therapy, physical therapy, all the things, water therapy. <sighs> what a bruh moment. <laughs> she just wants a drink. <laughs> so there y'all go. MG. If y'all want more on Caruth, go listen to the six-part series called Caruth, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Chancellor, and of course, right Ms. Shonda. All the news you about your football team ain't been good Okay. News. You guys, we are done. Episode one. Ray Caruth. What the hell was on Ray Ray mind? Hey, look, first of all, first of all, just let me say this. I ain't here to talk about guilt or innocence, cause that ain't my job. I don't know what he did or whether he did or whatever. All I wanna know is, who helped plan the goddamn escape? <laughs> was this not the ignorant shit you ever seen? What was he little punk ass thinking? God damn it, normally when you running from the law, you wanna get a passport. Go to Canada, Brazil, Mexico. No, no, not Ray Ray. Ray Ray took his ass to Nashville. <laughs> what Nashville, about 200 miles? In a damn car. What is your ignorant ass thinking about? Do you know who looking for you, Ray Ray? The FBI. Go to no goddamn Nashville. Like they ain't gonna spot your black ass in Nashville. And where did this little retarded son bitch try to hide? In the goddamn trunk. Well, I know y'all couldn't even believe that shit. Y'all had to be back in Charlotte going, I know good and well this motherfucker ain't in this trunk. I bet when they open, I bet the son bitch better not be in that trunk. That little motherfucker is in the goddamn trunk. Get your black ass out that trunk. I 
see some of y'all ain't laughing. You kiss my ass. That's fine. Ain't no need to get mad at me, goddammit. I ain't shot nobody. You know, I'm all for uplifting black people. But goddammit, there's some shit you ain't got no business doing. Now, somebody gone because your ass can trip. Ray Ray little retarded ass. As a little boy, he had to be the stupidest son bitch to ever play hide and go seek. This motherfucker just gonna stand on the other side of the tree. Ray Ray, ain't you gonna hide? I'm already high. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Are you ready for a rewarding career in the electrical industry? Quality Electric of the Coastal Carolinas, QECC, is looking for qualified electricians and electrical helpers to join its Charleston team. QECC offers guaranteed full-time hours, make up to $30 per hour with possible performance bonuses and career growth opportunities. Enjoy benefits like health insurance, dental and vision coverage, 401k plans, and more. If you're a motivated, experienced electrician, this job is for you. QECC is an equal opportunity employer. For all job inquiries, send email to hr at qeccinc.com.